All right, everybody, welcome back. We're live here to recap UFC 282. But before we get into the fights and uh, and go on our little rants, check out this little commercial, and uh, we'll be right back. Do you love breakdowns? Do you love breakdowns? Do you need stats? Do you crave insight? Download the All-Star app, UFC, Bellator, PFL1 Championship, and more. Ad-free, fully customizable. Download the best app in the business. Link in description. All right, all right, guys. Um, yeah, man, this uh, this show, Sasha, fuck, man, it started off as like one of the best fucking shows of the year, and ended up as one of the worst shows. <laughs> it's it's nuts, man. It's nuts, like how this game fighting is just nuts, man. It's just so many variables, so many things going on, so many incompetent people in, in the places where they should be competent, right? But uh, let's let's just jump into what you were talking about, you know, before we got online um, about your parlay, man. You were you had a fucking insane parlay in the last fights. <laughs> Talk well, about just tell us the parlay. Yeah. All right. So the parlay was a seven seven legger. Uh, it started off with um, the Raul Rosas Jay Perrin. I, I took that under two and a half. I thought. I thought I didn't know how the fight was going to go, but I thought someone was going to get finished. Either maybe Jay would win by knockout or uh, Raul would win by submission. And, uh, you know, thankfully it did go under the two and a half, and Raul got that finish pretty damn quick. That was impressive. Um, obviously, everyone saw, you know, he's just been killing it from his contender series and then obviously making his debut on a song in the scene like that fucking fantastic performance. And then, um, I was a little bit worried about this one too, was, uh, Topuria going in against Bryce Mitchell. I took Topuria. I just thought he was better everywhere, but I have some people telling me how good Mitchell was. So I was a little bit worried. Um, but thankfully Topuria went out there and smashed and then followed by Duplessis. Um, I, I felt pretty confident in that pick, even though, he was training at Bang Tao and all that. I just, I know he doesn't have any ACLs. And if Duplessis wanted to take advantage, he had to go and grapple him. And, and that's what he did. And then obviously I was really worried in the Pons and Nibio fight. Uh, went with Pons. I thought he was going to be able to get rid of him, you know, five days notice. Credit to Moreno. The, Moreno, he fought fucking amazing. Like, awesome fight. I was like, oh man, I just lost my parlay. Um, but Pons and Nibio brought it on late and just finished. And, I was very grateful. And then I was feeling pretty confident. I was like, okay, big favorites left, you know, Patty Pimblett. He didn't win that fight. Um, obviously, I had money on Pimblett. He's part of that parlay. But the judges blessed me with that one. Um, and they gave it to Pimblett. But I didn't see how Pimblett won that fight personally. Uh, I think he got outstruck. And I think he got controlled against the cage significantly. But, yeah, that's how I saw it. And then, of course... The main event, I took Ankalaev to round off this parlay. Originally, it was a $100 bet to pay out $2,500. Um, but because it got turned into a fucking draw, um, I only got $1,800. So, you know, still a good day. But fuck, that was not a draw. <laughs> that was not a draw. Okay, so before we get into that main event, um, so if you have a seven-leg parlay and one of the fights ends in a draw, you still get a payout. I didn't even know that. I don't know yeah. much about betting. So they just remove they will remove because you can't bet a draw in fighting. It's not an option. So if that is if it's a DQ or a draw, they will remove it from your parlay. Or if you just do a straight bet, you'll just get your money back. Wow. So you yeah. so basically you still hit on the six yeah. fights then. 
So it was a six yeah. fight parlay rather than a seven leg. Originally, yeah, seven legger, and then because it was a seven legger, um, obviously my my odds were higher. But because it became a draw, they removed that from the fold, and then that's what I got my total off the six. You've been gambling for a while, right? How many years you've been you've been gambling on uh, fights? I would say a little over a year. It's it's oh. been like a full time thing. Uh, actually, my since my last fight in the UFC, um, I just kind of started doing it, and uh, yeah been something that i've been able to make a kind of a, a another income another source of income you know so yeah especially on fights especially on ufc um that's something that i've got a pretty good eye for but i do other sports i do all sports i do football basketball world cup um you know so i've been yeah getting busy getting active with it and it's fun i enjoy it i, I enjoy i love sports so i'm always watching anyway so if I can make some money while I watch, why not? You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. Uh, you know, I've, you know, we we go back and forth, and I know people that know you, and they've told me that you're actually really good at at picking parlays, and and parlays are the hardest things to pick from from my memory. But uh, if you guys are into gambling, you guys are into the sports, World Cup, MMA, whatever, download the All Star app in the descriptions. You guys can get all of that stuff, customizing and everything. Um, now. The main event, yo, Jan was doing a, a fucking good job, man. Like, I, I was surprised, like, how he was, you know, how he was, like, handling the striking against Ankaliyev because I thought Ankaliyev had the speed advantage and the power. You know, they probably have the same amount of power, but the speed, you know what I mean? That's, that's, the t that's like, the, the X factor, I thought, in this fight. And I thought Ankaliyev would go in there and finish this fight in the first two rounds. This is what I thought in my mind. Like, they were just going to stand and bang it out. But uh, Jan, man, he knew something about the, the calf kicks, man. Like, did you see that coming? I didn't see it coming, but I just, like, the one thing I know about Jan is the dude's made of, like, steel. Like, when he hits people, they just, like, fall apart. So when he starts to look, I mean, it's, it's such a common theme now in fights. You're seeing so many fighters aim for the calf kick and, and it changed fights completely. I mean, Adesanya Pereira is a good example. Adesanya talked about it. Uh, in detail how uh you know the perennial his perennial nerve got got launched on by uh Pereira early on and that changed you know the way that that he moved so obviously we saw that not only was he able to basically take out one leg he took out two legs which in my mind is like oh I'm watching that fight like oh it's over like it's about to be over all we need to see now is a couple more kicks and Ankalaev is done but the fact that he was able to still I mean like to me, I, I again I see the way that maybe the judges saw it. He got hit with leg kicks and he limped it off. But at the same time, he was still out striking him and still putting pressure against the cage, especially in that third round. Um, I I personally had him up three one going into the fifth round. Um, that's how I saw it. I mean, maybe I'm incorrect, but calf kicks, yeah, they hurt. But again, he was still able to put pressure forward, still land. I thought he was outlanding him striking wise as well. Those those toe kicks to the body were just like super high number as well. Um, but again, because I guess they factor in damage, so it, it makes a little bit more sense. But I, if anything, I had it two and two and two going into the fifth, and then that was like a 10-8 round. Like Jan literally did nothing that round, so it was just really really hard for me to see how they could have you know scored it a draw. And it was Sal Diamato who um, you know 
you know, basically made it a draw. And then I think Mike Bell was the one who scored it for Jan. And I just didn't see how Jan won that fight. I think Ankalaev got screwed over. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I wish I wish we could talk and interview these judges and ask them how their brains were think what the thought process was while they were watching the fight so they can explain their decisions because no one understands what the fuck they're doing. Like, and that's a problem. There needs to be some form of explanation that just the average fan can see, oh, that's why it scored this way. Okay, I understand. Because not I mean, I consider myself a veteran in the sport. I don't know what the fuck that was in both of those last two fights. Fuck man. Yeah. So let's uh Let's go to the judges' scorecards, right? You got Sal Diamato. He gives the first three rounds to Jan, and then the the last uh, two rounds to Ankalaev, and then gives Ankalaev a 10-8 in the fifth round, which yeah. makes it a draw, like you said. And then you go over to the next judge, Derek Clearly. He um, he gives the first two rounds to Jan, yeah. the second two rounds to uh, uh, Ankalaev, and then the last round he gives to Ankalaev and gives him a 10-8. In that yeah. one, right? Okay, and so. then Mike Bell, he gives the first three rounds to Jan, and then gives the last two rounds to uh, Ankalaev, but he doesn't give him a a ten eight in the final round. He just gives him a ten nine. It's you know I I feel like there should be more ten eights in judging. Like let's let's look at the Darren Till and the uh, uh, Drickus okay. Duplessis fight. The first yeah. round that was a ten eight round, man. In my yeah. eyes, he yeah. took. I think when they popped up the statistics for the first round, like like maybe with like a minute left, it was sixty strikes to zero. Like yeah. you can see, landed sixty strikes to none. Yeah. You know, like at the end, uh, until he got on top, right, and landed a couple of shots. But still, man, sixty to zero. Like okay, he landed five shots or something at the end, sixty to five, and he controlled that fight the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the fence, on the ground, everything. It's it's pretty insane, man. The the judging is just. It's crazy because yesterday at Bellator, in the in the main event between yeah. um, uh, what is it, uh, Sabatella and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 50-45, It made no sense at all. It was a close. And that's fight. the same judge, and that's the same oh, judge really? that judged the Patty fight. Yeah. Oh shit. And gave the fight to Patty, as well, which is nuts. Like, why would why are they flying judges from Connecticut to Vegas? I don't understand. Like, why you don't have enough judges in Vegas? Like, why, is he saying, like you know, the, the premier just, judge? Look, I've looked into. I was like, look, how do I become a judge? Like, what if I want to become an MMA judge? How do I do it? Literally, bro, it's like a fixed circle that no one can get into. You, there's like a bunch of like fake websites that go nowhere. There's like a bunch of bullshit. It's all set up, bro. It's controlled by the commissions, and the commissions are controlled by whoever. We don't know who, but we know who. And they're not allowing anybody to get into that because they don't want that. They need to have control. There's probably a little fucking button in their pocket. And, you know, if that buzzer goes off, they know that they got to go and go against what they're supposed to be doing. Like, I'm telling you, bro, it's all linked. There's too much money involved. Like, it's just that's just how the world is. And, and unfortunately, like, it's just too obvious. These results are just too stupid for me. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, that's why they need to sit in front of a fucking screen and record themselves and explain how they can judge it like that. 50-45 on that Sabatello's thoughts card makes zero fucking sense. Literally, zero. 
It does. It does. It makes zero sense. It's like what? It's like, it's like an episode of Black Mirror or something like that. Like it's like it's opposite. Yeah. Just not follow anything with reality and just do the opposite. (laughs) And now it's like we need to investigate this guy Doug Crosby. Like, what's he doing? Like, why are they flying him across the country to judge at two different shows? And he just made a questionable decision in the last event, right? Why would you? put him in another event on an important fight bro I in know. a coming event like the wrong people it's yeah. it's it's you know your your mind goes wild now like with conspiracy right because with the whole james Krause thing going on right now right there's a lot of attention on sure. like yeah. on fights right on 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 judging on and on coaches on fighters with the ufc banning the uh the gap did you when you were with the ufc right did they ban gambling when you were with the UFC? No, that was after you were gone, right? So, yeah. so did you even know while you were with the UFC that you were there was some kind of like code for code of conduct for gambling? Did you know that? I guess it existed. I mean, I guess like as long like they, I remember people always being like, yeah, like as long as you don't bet against yourself, and as long like you can bet for yourself, like to win, you know, as long as you don't throw fights, like there was never any like shady shit like that. Like I never ever sensed or anyone was like worried about that like everyone went out there to try to win from from what i understood um but like having having like to be able to disclose like information about injuries or like certain things like that that's like different you know and like obviously in the circles that kraus is in um like he has a discord he has all kinds of stuff so like if he's going to give out information about a fighter that he trains like it's not necessarily match fixing, but it's like, okay, you're giving humongous piece of information that makes a big fucking difference. And then all of a sudden the lines start changing right before the fight. Like, yeah, like that's blatantly obvious. Like you can watch 30 for thirties all day long. And they talk about all that match fixing in like college sports and basketball. Like people aren't stupid. Like it's pretty, pretty normal, you know, like all of a sudden a bunch of money comes in for some reason, obviously somebody knows something. So they're going to investigate. It's common sense, but the judging like we can go back almost weekly, every single week. Doesn't matter which show, doesn't matter where in the country. There's just some retarded stuff going on, and and no one's held accountable for it. They're just like, oh okay, and then it's like just goes on and happens again in the next fight. And it's the same fucking people, you know what I mean? Like with no experience in MMA whatsoever. Like their credentials do not correlate at all to being an MMA judge. In my opinion, every single MMA judge has to have experience in MMA. That's how I see it. And go bring foreigners, people from fucking Asia, people for like, like when you have international tournaments and sports, you have international referees. Should be the same fucking thing. Screw these commissions. Bring in like a regulatory body that has a program that if you want to become a judge, you got to study this, this, and that, go through these procedures, this, that, blah, 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 protocol. So that everybody knows what the fuck is going on because this is not this is not integrity in the sport of martial arts. This is bullshit. That's what it is in, in, in reality. And martial arts is supposed to have integrity and it's supposed to be honorable and honest. And this is not at all honest or anything. Now it's literally clicks and buys and and uh, views. That's about it, you know. And that's that's why Jared Gordon, I hope he gets a bonus. I hope he gets his win money because he won that fight. Um, I hope Ankaliyev fucking get something because that dude won that fight too so you know it was a shame because whatever it was 12 fights or you know 11 fights that were just all finishes were fire 
Um, and then those last last two decisions, you know, just tarnish the whole card, in my opinion. That's all people are going to be talking about. Yeah, you know, the judging is has been a topic for a while now, and and you know, uh, there's. <laughs> There's nobody responsible for it. That's the fucking craziest part. Like nobody's responsible for like if you're making bad decisions and and you see like an outrage happening in in the community or you know in online or whatever, you know what I mean? Like as as somebody in position of power in the commission, you should be able to you should be watching for that. You should yeah. be, you know, studying like what is what is going on you know what is the reaction to these judges uh to these scorecards or whatever or whatnot you know what i mean even for referees too you know i mean they, they don't really make too uh they don't really make too many mistakes referees right they they make mistakes but it's, that one is a little different position okay. with the judging yes like they need to have some kind of criteria of like how they got into that position like you said it's like a fucking it's like the illuminati or something like you get in yeah. you never can get you don't have to get there's nobody to kick you out. It's just like you're just there and they just put you in there and it just doesn't matter what you know or what you don't know. You just go out there and you just fill in fucking scorecards and you go home and you get paid. It's like a guaranteed paycheck, uh, basically yeah. a government job. And yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's ruining careers. Like Ankle I said after the fight, he's just like, man, I don't even know if I want to fight again. Like these yeah. dudes is like really considering. Like Bro, he said like, it as well, right? through a fucking war and like to come out and know that he won that fight and then them telling him it's a draw like even blahowitz is like i didn't win that fight like you know what i mean it's not even up for debate if the guy literally that you just fought is saying nah you won that fight like come on now like that's just so suspect like like if the guy literally just fought like never in a million years would i think that if i was in a fight regardless of how it went would i think fuck like you know, I'm gonna keep it to myself, but he was literally like, no, like this, you know, so it's just, yeah, it's a shame. It really is a shame. Like, yeah, the parlay took a hit, but like, I just think, you know, for just general, in general, like for all these athletes competing, that's the most important thing. Like people don't understand, like you show and you win. You want to go in with full fucking check, two checks. You want to leave with two checks. Everybody does. Nobody wants to come, come away with just the one. So especially as you want to be a champion, you want to have that belt wrapped around your waist. Like that dude's a beast. Like he put in work. So it's a shame. It's it's really just not. It's not a good look. It doesn't look good. Um, yes. And again, I, there's no one I can point to as an example of like, oh, I wish they could do this and emulate them because it's going so well. Because I see terrible decisions literally in every single promotion all over the world, and that's like, like literally, that's a problem. So like people should start to realize, okay, well, if that's the case, then we need to start to regulate this properly. But that will never happen. Regulation never actually happens because people don't like it. Like they can't control the outcome, the people that matter. So there we are. There's too many fingers in the pot. You know For sure. I mean? And some fingers are, are longer and thicker than others. And, and those and are the ones that- They've been there for a while and they've been making their money for a while mm -hmm. and they a lot of things so it's like okay you start poking them then a lot of things are going to be a problem so. you start to investigate things you start to figure it out right if you really want to look deeper into it and investigate it and see like who is in this position who do they have connections to like who are they friends with you know what i mean even i'm not even going to say just in the commission like you just even in promotions in organizations like if you go deeper into it and see like who's having dinner with who during fight week who's on vacation with who you know what i mean like it goes deep man it goes deep you know i don't want to get into too many conspiracy theories 
but there is some but you know what i mean like with this if we just focus on the judging these are two prime examples of what they need to do in the next year and but the ufc they don't really care they don't they don't it's they hire like it's nevada it's the state athletic commission whatever commission every commission is its own monster that's the thing every state that they travel to is it's a different monster so you don't know what you're getting every time like when they fight in like overseas you're getting different you know it's always different so well, it's like the ufc commissions themselves overseas that's true. so they they just pretty much they're bringing vegas to whatever country that they're at, or they're just getting somebody from inside that country to who they know, right? To referee or to judge or whatever. But if you look at the stats, man, Ankaliyev total strikes 182 to 79 for Jan. Significant strikes 79 to 58. Head strikes 50 to 25. Body 20 to 20 to 11. And Jan basically just won the leg kick battle, right? Yeah. And you know he did a good job with it, but still. But and then the control time. It was like 11 minutes, more than 11 minutes for Ankalaev and two takedowns. And those takedowns were fucking like so important for him. You mean, because he kept them down. They were the the fight winning takedowns. Like Mm -hmm. if if that didn't happen, then Jan wins. But that was not the case. So, yeah, there was just no way, especially with the 10-8 in the last round. Like it just, yeah. Patty, man. Patty, they gifted him. It was Christmas, man, for him. Like, they gave him that decision. You know, Gordon, you could have argued that he won all three rounds. You know what I mean? Like, and then you could have argued. Some people argued Patty won the second round. And some people argued Patty even won the third round. And and I could see, like, maybe second or – you could argue, man. You could argue, but it's – but arguing no. doesn't mean that you won it. You know what sure. I mean? Like, if you watch it, you know Gordon won. He got well, screwed, look at dude. Statistics, man. I mean, look control time damage all those things you know that left hook was landing on patty at will um to be honest patty didn't really land anything that significant it was a lot of block shots missed shots his striking looked awful um he couldn't really wrestle against jared jared was the better grappler much smaller as well you can see physically how much smaller I mean, this was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen to this 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 opponent. But it just shows you, uh, you know, the hype isn't that real. Um, well, so, yeah. even like Patty's in this position with the UFC that no other fighter has ever been in. Not even Connor, because Connor skills was there. Like yeah. if he would have went into a co-main event and he fought somebody that was the level of Gordon, I think Connor would. Featherweight or lightweight, he would spark him, right? Like you, let's just be real with it. Like Connor was like Connor is actually good. Like you go into a fight and you wouldn't think like there wouldn't be any doubt in your mind. But with this Pimbla, you're like, is he actually? We don't even really, uh, you know. They need to they need to rewind it back. And you know he's popular. That's without a doubt. They could put him in a co-main event just because you know the main event fell out. But the thing yeah. is, like, I don't think they should push him, dude. Like, they, they should keep Taporia away from him, like, any way they can. Taporia just dude. eat him alive. Um, They just need to give him veterans, right, that he can build himself off of, right? Because if he continues winning, you know what I mean? He continues yeah. winning. You I mean, know what I mean? Like, that's what you want. Get outside, you're going to be making money, you know, regardless. So it's like, why not just continue doing that without having to take high-risk fights? 
you know, like they like they like to rush certain people to the top quickly because then they keep their contract low. But look what O'Malley has been able to do. He was able to, you know, run around a little bit and then build his, con get, you know, negotiate the new contracts, get some more money. Look at me. I got this following. I'm bringing this to the table, negotiating tactic. Same thing with Patty. He already had a big following uh, off the bat. And then now he said it himself. He's, he's ready to just uh, take those easy fights. I mean, why wouldn't he? It's the, it's, it's the way to do it. It's, it'd be dumb otherwise. Like, for example, they got a, a massive deal taking Pereira. They got Pereira for cheap, and now he's the champ. How many contract negotiations have been done there? Surely not that many compared to someone like O'Malley, whereas if he was the champ, he'd be making much more than Pereira, I bet. So, you know, those are they're setting themselves up to make more money, whereas if you rush yourself to fight for that title, your pay grade is much, much, much lower than those guys that have been hanging out beating up the, you know, the potato cans. So. Yeah, I guess I guess Dana's doing the post-fight interview, and Young Joe, he's saying that Dana is attacking Jared Gordon. So I guess he's talking shit about Jared Gordon. Why would you talk shit about him? Dana said, "What did he say?" Dana said he fell asleep after third round of main event. <laughs> what? what is it? Dana said Glover versus Hill in Brazil for the belt. What? For that real? Makes no sense. Isn't hitting um. He's fighting Anthony Smith, I believe. I think that fight's already happening. So Glover versus Hill for in Brazil for the belt. Is that happening? Is that for real? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's kind of wild, but you know. Glover, he's he's getting old, man. So like he doesn't have much left, right? He doesn't have many fights left. I think Glover to Shara, huh? That's a weird fight, I feel. That is a weird fight, but who would you go with in that one? Like, who would you pick in that one? Maybe Glover. Yeah, cause Glover can he can withstand oh. the the barrage. Just like he has a chin on him. His wrestling and grappling is so good, surprisingly. Yeah, just his hip top pressure. Like, even yeah. Ankalaev couldn't finish uh, uh, Blahovic. But yeah. When Glover got on him, got it was close. like instant. Yeah, he, he did get close. I was like, damn, like, fuck, like, finish him. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, get it over with. Um, Man, the Ponzinibbio fight. Morona was looking so good, dude. Like, so good. first round, second so round, so flying across the cage. Like, he's like, he doesn't get enough. He actually, uh, shout out to him. Like, when I made my UFC debut, like, he, like, said some nice things about me on Twitter. So I've always, I've, and even before I fought in UFC, I've always liked watching Morono fight. He's like got a Taekwondo black belt, BJJ black belt. He's a smart guy. Like he's, he knows how to fight. And uh, I didn't really give him any chances in this one. I just thought all oh, five days notice coming off the cut, you know, I know he's training, but like, you know what I mean? Coming straight in, but man, he fought real good. Um, I like Morono. He's tough as hell. He throws some serious, he had, Ponzinibbio hurt multiple times. Um, but, man, Ponzinibbio does hit hard. And I guess once you start to get tired and then it starts to accumulate, he got it, landed. And he hit him so hard he made his face like stuck. Yeah, that like paralyzed. Hard. Yeah, i never seen that shit before. That was like, wild, dude. I, I thought his jaw was broken. Yeah, was that's like, what I thought too. But then like, you saw him after and it was like he looked normal. But, yeah, yeah like – when you have that power like that, 
he can't play around because he he rocked Ponza Nibio like I think earlier in that round and he kind of just like let him recover. He chased him around, yeah. but he didn't really attack him. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was and like guess, that one period where he was kind of running around for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it was uh man. It was a yeah, Ponza Nibio, man. He saved his his ass on that one, man. Morono was I guess Morono, you know, I like Morono a lot too, man. He's a cool dude. Like I've interviewed him a bunch of times and uh he always has good fights. Uh, yeah. And he always steps up, you know what I mean, on short notice yeah. as well. He likes the short notice fights. I mean, I, I'm also a fan of him too, especially when I'm like healthy and in camp. It's always nice to just go in and just without having to really think, you just go and do it, yeah. you know? That's um, what he did, man. Yeah. What What did you think? Uh, like, did you think that was potential candidate for fight of the night, that one? Yeah, I thought so. I thought yeah. that was the fight of the night. You know what I mean? They were banging it out. I thought uh, – even the uh, the Till uh, Duplessis fight was yeah, pretty good because he weathered the storm. Second round, he he was like lining him up on the feet, right? Sure. He was yeah, that was wild, bro. Like I was so surprised. Like I was like, oh, he is gas. I was like, Till about to finish him, and then third round he came out and just I don't know why he didn't just try to take him out from the beginning, like take him down. Like he would have just smashed him on the ground. I feel like I mean he did get back up. I'll give Till credit; he was fighting back up to his feet. But in that first round, I was like, dude, stand up. Like, he just was, like, chilling there. Like, it was just 60 punches straight, like, without doing anything. It was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, like, the strike differential was pretty massive in that fight. Because it reminded me of so many times in the first round. For sure. And uh, what do you do with Till, man? He's still young, though. Like, Till's not like, it's not like he's 35 or 40 years old. You know what I mean? He's still young. I agree. You know, I think with Till... He needs to take like two years off, like get his knees fixed, like take two years off, get strong, like rehab, like just get on a good strength and conditioning program and then just like reset. Because like like you said, he's young. He's 29 years old. Like he hasn't even hit his athletic prime yet, you know. So I feel it's crazy. Like I've hung out with Till a bunch and I always felt like he was like the older guy, but he's like 29. I'm older than him. So, um, yeah, he just needs to like really heal up and maybe like – I feel like his lifestyle, like his out, his his lifestyle outside the cage, like his diet, the way like he lives that life is needs to be like addressed. Like if he really wants to do this, like he needs to accept like that you need to be, you know, eating clean all the time, being on point all the time, so that you can just continue to get better. And I feel like he's the kind of guy that will, after a fight, blow up, and then it takes so long to get back into shape, and then by that time you're getting into the fight and you're already a step behind. So. I think he just he got to just be true with himself and see where he's at. And in my my opinion, he should just take some time off to just like let him let his body heal, because that that's one thing with Till. He's he's been in a lot of wars. You know, he's young, but he's been in the you know he, ever since his title fight with Woodley. You know, he hasn't looked the same. So um, I just think some time off would be good for him. You know, I think it would, it would help his body because that's what seems to be letting him down right now is his body. It's not his mind. He knows how to fight, you know. So I feel like if he could get get the surgeries done and take some time off, I think he could come back and maybe make try to make another run. But, yeah, at the moment, I think he's one in five in his last six. It's definitely, definitely not a good look. So, yeah, I yeah. like to. I've always liked to. But, um, he, but yeah, he's got to take some time, I think. Well, he did his camp right at um in, in Phuket, right? He well, he was all over the place. Like he was at Bangtao, he was at Tiger, he was at a yeah. couple other spots as well. He needs to get some organization 
That's what yeah. he needs, I think. He needs to get because it looked like his 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 uh his coach, his original coach, is not with him anymore because he wasn't in his corner. It didn't look like oh really the, the Calbon uh team. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They, they're not with him anymore. So he needs to go find somebody that he trusts. And yeah, he needs to stop cutting weight like he did. He was cutting weight by running. That was like, why yes. are you doing that? Like that I, saw the, I saw Jordy's uh yeah. video. <laughs> I was like, fuck, he's an idiot. I was like, how long has this dude been a professional fighter? And he's like literally what Jordy said was literally like what was going through my head is like, you don't want any stress on your body while you're cutting weight. Like, why are you running? Like, you know what I mean? I'd rather you hit pads than run. It's like completely unnecessary, especially you have no ACLs. Why the fuck are you running? You know what I mean? Like you're not going into a cage and running. You're going into a cage and throwing strikes. So it's like, I don't know. That's just I found that really silly from from uh, Till. And 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 Jordy has a good point because other fighters are gonna look at Till and be like, oh, he does that, then I'm gonna do that, and that's just gonna end up screwing them over. So that was a good video from Jordy. Shout out to him. I definitely I saw that and I watched it. And I was like, yeah, good fucking sick of misinformation bro <laughs> yeah there's a lot of misinformation still out there until you know he's still young i think that he needs to step away for a little bit not even be in the public eye you know what i mean don't even talk about you know don't even be doing like interviews unless you want to do interviews but not even talk about your next fight just you know do yeah. whatever you want to do step away because he's still in a good position even though he's lost a lot of fights he still, like, still likes him, you know what I mean? They're gonna keep him around because he's he's yeah. part of the UK movement, right? Like the UK movement yeah. is important for the UFC. Like they're going to sure. to London uh in March, right? And they they yeah. have Patty as well, you know what I mean? They have a bunch of like stars, right? Patty, Leon's the champ. Aspinall, so, Leon, Aspinall, yeah. yeah. So like he he he's in a good position no matter what. So he could step away, tell the UFC, like, yo, I'm retired. Because if you're if you're still under contract. Like you could do that nowadays, right? You'd be like, yo, yeah, I'm retired. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah, you saw how in. you saw how TJ did that. You know what he's gonna be doing during retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got that whole thing now where you could retire and, and, and step away, but you're still on the contract. So when you want to come back, they're like, Oh, you want to fight now? Okay, let's get you some fights. So get out the rotation, right? Get out the rotation of fight get offers. Of step testing. away. Yeah, get out yeah. of your solid test and get nice and saucy. Healed yeah. up and then come back in the testing pool when you're not on the sauce no more. And then there you go. That's why that's why McGregor been stuck on a boat for the past year or filming movies is in the middle of nowhere. Because he's like, Oh, sorry, I'm not here, you can't find me here. Do this. So look at the size of him. You're telling me that dude didn't take all the fucking peptides and all the things to yeah. heal up his, his broken leg. Like, let's be real. There's dude's a lot of stuff out there for him. There's a lot of stuff out there for people, you know, normal people might not know, but you know, what I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there right now that uh, that doctors, like scientists, are creating right that that can't be detected and that are that are like really healthy. Like you don't, there's yeah. no like side effects. Like you know, like there are certain things nowadays that that 10, 15 years ago you took massive side effects. Nowadays there's stuff that, fuck, dude, side effects are very minimal. And uh, yeah, man, bro, I might get on that shit. You know what I mean? Like. Paulo Costa's got the secret juice, and even you saw this him about that. So it's like, trust me, man. Like there are so the doctors that are like trying to find out and test people and find people that are cheating. Well, they've also got doctors that are literally creating things to pass those tests. So like, whenever there's anything being tested for, there's always an advancement. There's always something coming out, the newest tech, because as with everything that's new and improved, there's more money behind it and people want it. So. 
that's what's what you're gonna get. Um, but what can you do? Duplessis, man, like he's on a rocket ship, dude. He just he knocked off Tavares that last fight with a crazy fight. This one's a crazy fight. He's becoming one of those like action packed dudes, right? And his style is For pretty sure. funky because yeah, he looks very... like he's tired. Yeah, but he's he not said tired. That. Yeah, he said that. He said, "Oh, if I'm looking like I'm." having trouble breathing out of my mouth it's because i have trouble breathing in through my nose he's like i'm not tired and so, someone i was with watching the fights they're like oh he looks super tired i was like yes but he did say <laughs> you know he breathes out of his mouth so i was like hopefully he's good and he ended up being fine you know and i watched we can i know i'm skipping but i watched the first fight uh cameron simon his teammate yeah. the other south african and after watching, he's like the protege of Drickus. They're very similar in terms of like just being super strong, very athletic, cardio for days. And I was so impressed impressed with Simon, and I just kind of thought that was going to be what we were going to get with Drickus, just physically, just on another level compared to Darren Till. You know, just being able to push that pace, being physically stronger, and just being just a bigger, you know, more athletic looking guy in there. And uh, and I saw that in Simon, and I also saw that obviously with Drickus and. Those two, the those two South African guys are definitely uh, guys to look out for. I think uh, both of them are very impressive and uh, and and I'm, like you said, awkward, especially with Drickus Duplessis, very different kind of striking style. When I watch him strike, it actually makes me cringe. I think it's very ugly. <laughs> his striking, he has lots of holes in his striking, but it works. And you know, whatever whatever it does, he's fought very high level opponents. He's fought all over the world. Dude's got a ton of experience, and he just broken in and out to the top ten. So. I definitely think there's some good fights for him there. You know, I could, you know, I could see some things being made for him quite soon uh, if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, because international fighters, it all depends on like what country you're from. You do get a little bit of more push just because, you know, I mean, the the region you're from or whatever. There could be some deals going on. You know, I mean, there should be money on the table, or whatever. But Drickers look like they're going to try to push him. Someone, uh, Well Rider 3001, he said, who, who, who's he beating in top five, Laugh Out Loud? He could probably beat Strickland, yeah. not any of these elite fighters. Yes. I, I'd like to see that fight, even though Strickland's fighting next weekend. Yeah, That's a good fight, right? But I think he should fight Marvin. I think Marvin's in a position yeah. where he might yeah. have to fight somebody. I think, that's, I think that's a good matchup, too. I mean, I'm not saying I think Drickus wins that fight, but I think that's a good matchup. Um, you know... Yeah, that those ones we could see how Cannoneer and Strickland play out, play out, and see, uh, you know, something that matches up down yeah. there. But he's gonna yeah, fight he, one of those guys. He's gonna fight like the loser of Cannoneer, Strickland, or he's gonna fight Marvin. And I think Marvin's actually a, a, a better test because Marvin has a good gas tank as well, and he yeah, can do everything. Yeah, title experience. He's tough. He's like a bigger 185. I don't think Drickus can like push him around like he he yeah. did. You know, so yeah, I think I, I definitely like the sounds of those fights. Uh, both of them, you know, both those matchups are most likely probably going to happen, unless maybe a Kelvin Gastelum, maybe. Um, yeah, he's he's also lined up too. I think he's fighting Ima Imoff, the, the oh, French guy. Yeah, yeah he's also, early January. So those, I think those, those fights right there is going to determine like who, yeah, Duplessis yeah. fights next. Most likely, he could fight the loser or winner of that potentially yeah. as well. So there's definitely some options there, but I definitely think, as I'm not sure what the, the person who stated that, but I do think it's going to be tough for him once he gets to that, you know, top top yeah. echelon of the 185 division. Um, I think he, I he will improve, I'm sure, but.
but I just feel like his striking just, yeah, he's got tons of holes in his striking, I think. It's, it's unique, man. It's it's effective, you know, it but uh, Darren, too, I think it kind of exposed some things, right, when he would come in with this, with that. With, you know, he was stepping with the elbow and stuff like that. He was landing the left hand really well as well. Um, Bryce Mitchell, Tapora, oh, yeah. Tapora is an animal, man. He's I think he's probably next year he's going to be a top five fighter. Like, Look, he, he can do everything. He can do everything. Very high level striking, very high level grappling, strong, tough. You know, he's got the making to be tapping on that door, you know, top five um, very soon. I think he's a problem for a lot of fighters at 145. You know, uh, he 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 almost has kind of like a similar build to Volk in a way. You know, he's short, he's stocky, he's very muscular, powerful, he's fast. Um, so I, he, I think he asked for uh, Ortega, right after the fight. He said T City. I think he said T City, and uh, I like that fight. Yeah, I like that fight a lot. Um, I don't know if they'll give it to him, but um, but yeah, I was I was definitely very impressed with Toporia. I was kind of like nervous going in because I have a buddy who who's got a friend who wrestles with Mitchell and says like he's freakishly strong, like out of this world strong. So to see like kind of how Toporia just had, like basically just bullied him, uh, I was yeah very impressed because Mitchell's got like he's like on another level on, in his own little world. But uh, in terms of his ability to take people down and, and kind of control them, I thought, ooh, like maybe he could do that with Toporia, but nope, not even close. Yeah, Toporia went in there and and manhandled him. Man, it was a uh, he he yeah. has like high level grappling like powerful powerful punches he sometimes goes too wild though like he does get wild a little bit and i think higher level guys would be able to take advantage of that i would have loved to see him fight uh if jose aldo would have stayed at featherweight and he he would he's not retired that would have been a great fight you know what i mean because i think if he was i think even if jose aldo would have stayed at featherweight he would have been a top 10 guy still he would have yeah. a lot of guys you know what i mean no i agree i mean jose aldo is a beast like even still Unfortunately, that last fight with Marab, but yeah, well, um, you know, it's like he he got to the point of like the Stephen Wonderboy point, right? Where it's like stylistically, you just need to put him in the right fights, and then he will look good, sure. right? And then he for could beat sure. a lot of the top guys because Wonderboy is same thing. If you put him against wrestlers or grapplers, they're just gonna wrestle and grapple them, and that's what they did to him. And then you put him against Holland, who will just stand there and strike with them. You see even though Holland's an idiot and. He could have yeah. won that fight if he wanted to wrestle, but he uh, honestly, thanks, thanks. You know, I'm, I'm appreciative that he let us watch that fight. You know, it was such a sick fight, and you know, as a fan, I'm like, fuck yeah, like Kevin Holland's the man. But in terms of fight IQ and just going there and getting the win, like Holland, in nine times out of ten, I think wins that fight. Uh, but I love Wonder Boy, man. That guy's my favorite fighter. I still just whenever you can watch him strike, it's just so beautiful to watch, and he's someone like there's. Yeah, he's definitely probably my favorite fighter in the UFC um, to watch. Uh, I just I, ever since I was you know young, I remember his debut. Um, I've always enjoyed watching him fight, and uh, yeah, it was great to see to see him uh, you know to see him just perform and just put on a fucking show. He was styling, and it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. You don't get to see that often, you know, like yeah. to see like such a uh, actually Natan Levy. 
he had a very beautiful fight too, yeah. throwing a wide variety of beautiful techniques. Like that's what I mean. In my opinion, if I can see that like high level technique with like beautiful execution, like that's that's like the beauty of the sport that you want to see. It's like it's easy for me. In my point of view, it's easy to go in there and just throw like a brawler and just clip someone and, and put them to sleep. But if you're like putting on a technical masterclass, like it's not only one of the hardest things to do, but it's like one of the most beautiful things to watch. So. Guys that regularly do that will always like, I'll always be like, hell yeah, I want to watch that shit, <laughs> you know? The prelims, man, there was seven fights, all finishes. Yeah. You had all knockouts, or actually two submissions. You had two submissions and the rest were knockouts. You had uh, the 18-year-old kid. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen him around at, at Syndicate in Vegas. Because I heard about that kid before the Contender Series and his yeah. and his brothers and all that. From people yeah. at Syndicate, they were talking about that kid. When I, um, when I, when I, before I was in the UFC and I was teaching the kickboxing at Syndicate, I taught all three of them. They were in my class. They they came to Syndicate. They were probably training at Syndicate for a year and a half. And literally just before the Contender Series, they uh, they left the, they left Syndicate and went to a to a different gym. Um, but yeah, Raul is a absolute juggernaut on the ground. Um, He's relentless. I've seen him. I see, I'm not going to say any names, but high level UFC numbered, you know, ranked guys and, you know, Raul's schooling them. And, uh, and then a wide variety of UFC 135ers that he just run through. Um, so I knew going into this fight, it could go a matter, you know, a matter of two ways. And, you know, Jay is also a teammate of mine. Uh, also very well-rounded guy, but, um, you know, I thought he could definitely outstrike, uh, Raul, but in my experience, uh, you know, with Raul teaching Raul, you know, I knew that his striking was at a lower level than his grappling, but I also knew his grappling was at just such a high level. And if he was able to just be relentless and it didn't take long, he was able to, you know, secure the back pretty quickly and do what he does. And, uh, yeah, that parlay, I took the under two and a half. I thought someone would go to sleep or someone would go, uh, you know, go tap to a submission. So yeah. you know, it happened. And yeah, Raul's definitely, I felt him. I've trained with him. He, I, we've wrestled together. Obviously, I've got a weight advantage on him. So I got to feel what he feels like. And he's a very strong kid. Like, mm -hmm. he's very, very strong physically. He's got man, man strength at 18 for sure. Um, you know, I've seen him jump on the backs of 155ers and just ragdoll them and break them. So, yeah, the kid's really legit um, and should be treated as such. So going forward, you guys are going to see, like, he's obviously going to be getting better, which is going to be a problem for everybody else. But he's already at such a high level. You can talk to Frank about him. Frank was working with them extensively, teaching them daily. So both of us would sit there and watch so we definitely got a good uh a good eye for those guys uh coming up before they were in the ufc and now you can see them uh performing <laughs> yeah good. definitely interested everybody need to keep an eye on him um you got rosenstrike getting the 23 second knockout shabajian getting a knockout in the Boy, second round chris second. curtis Getting yeah, a knockout in the second round which looked beautiful i loved how he handled that fight he just like he just like waited for Buckley to just show everything. And yeah. then he came in and just perfectly executed a combo and just, just cooked them. 
Um, you got Billy Q getting the knockouts, kind of in the same way. He, he not he, in the same way. He weathered the storm. You know, he took yeah. some damage. Yeah. And Hernandez, man, everybody points to him as a guy that's he's like the first round, like top five in the world. But then when he gets any he kind of adversity, falls apart. He's too, he's too muscular. If he doesn't get you out early, he just starts to gas his blood, the muscle in his his blood, all the blood fills up in his muscles. It just seems he can't hold his arms up, can't move the same. He looked great in the first round. I actually uh I put a little uh hundred bucks on uh Hernandez, because I thought I thought oh he's, he's strong he's you know coming down from fifty five he got big wins he's fought you know some of the best and um, yeah Billy Q is just able to weather the storm and that second round he just couldn't hang with him and Billy just put it on him but I wanted to go back to the uh, Rosenstruck Dawkins fight yeah that betting line was criminal like I don't know who anyone that knows MMA would have said oh I think Dawkins is going to win this fight. He's like, what is he, a, a police officer? And you're fighting against like a credentialed kickboxer, like, and you're coming off of how many knockouts in a row? Like, it was crazy that Rosenstruck was only like a minus 170 favorite, like, insane to me. Um, but yeah, that Matt, like, no offense to these, to the Dawkins brothers, but they got to go. Like, they're just, they're, I don't think they're on that level. Like, they, you know, they come into trying to strike and they're just, they don't got chins no more, you know, and, uh, you know, I never really rated them too high when I first saw him, especially the heavyweight one. Like, he just looks like, I don't know, just not like an athlete. You know, he'd been take, eating too many uh, donuts and drinking too much coffee. Like, that's what it just looked like. Don't look like a good look. No disrespect, but that's just what I saw. And I didn't, I was just like crazy. I was like, I was like, is there something I don't know? Because I'm pretty sure Rosen Shirk is definitely going to smash this fool, like, within a, within a round. Like, that's just how I felt. And yeah. Lo and behold, he did exactly that, um, which I was, you know, I was happy to see a prediction. The, the Dawkins brothers, they, they're the type of dudes that don't say no to fights. You know what I mean? So they'll, like, pretty much take a fight, you know what I mean, yeah, whoever it is. And really it, yeah. fights off of KOs, like, without really yeah. resting. Yeah, like, it's just not smart. I think they should take a break and uh, and then, you know, reassess, you know what I mean? I, for, for Especially for Chris. You know he's a heavyweight, so there's a longer leash for those yeah. types of you know you know those types of fighters, heavyweights especially. And he's still top fifteen. You know what I mean he's not like he's not ranked or anything like that. So I think they're gonna they're Crazy. gonna give him another fight. And uh, yeah, because he came in and he got like three wins in a row with yeah with knockouts. So it's like you 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 win by the sword, you die by the sword type thing. You know what I mean? And now he's got to reset. Him and Ty should go at it. So Ty can yeah, yeah. That, that'll be, I think that could pos possibly be something that they're looking at. You know what I mean? Him and Ty going at it. Um, yeah. they like him and Ty and Rosenstrike going at it as well. You know what I mean? But that could be something that they would look at. They would entertain it because you know they want Ty to go against strikers. I want like, you don't want. We want Ty to win. We, don't we want, want him to win, of course, but I'm just saying like that's the type of matchups that they want to give him because even the Sergey, like Ty doesn't say no to fights either, right? And then Sergey was a like probably the biggest heavyweight on the roster. Probably, yeah. right? I think he's, he's just as big as uh Nganu or maybe even bigger. Like his he the guy looks like a fucking video game character. He's a bear, he's a Siberian polar bear looking. He's, he's just insane, right? So. Dude, like, and he's good, man. Like he's 
he's his sambo background is clearly like a huge advantage at heavyweight like he's able to throw dudes around him that fight with him and um the other grappler high level grappler what was his name was it the moldovan dude is he oh, moldovan? you know what i'm talking about i don't even remember oh no it was espina. it was espina right the spanish guy Okay, Espina. Yeah, Espina. It was like a skeptical fight. Was it? Was that? Was that the? Oh no, no. Okay, I'm wrong. I know who I'm talking about. The Romanov. It was Romanov. So Romanov. Okay, okay. Yeah. Espino. Those three are like, in my opinion, like the highest level, like, like grapplers at heavyweight. Like, it's out of the top five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Romanov is good. Yeah, Romanov and Spivak. Like those two are like pretty damn like. High level grapplers, big. They have to like cut to make two sixty five. So big those are real weights. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Romanov uh, before the last fight. I think he was in Thailand, and I saw him like speeding past on his huge ass motorbike, just like <laughs> laughing. I don't know what he was doing, but was he training at Bank Tower or Tiger? No, he was training at Tiger. But oh. I saw him up north in the island for some reason. He was up here, and I just saw him drive by, and I was like, oh shit, that's Romanov. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, over there you just see people randomly, even you know they're there, and then you see them, you're like, what the fuck? You know, what I mean, yeah. shit happens like that. Um, yeah, so like, you got Cameron. It's always good to like see guys that I interviewed win. Not just gonna lie, gonna lie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Cameron Simon interviewed him, he won. T.J. Brown interviewed him, he won. Billy Q won. Um, Rosenstrike won. Uh, who else? Who else did I interview? Drickus interviewed him. He won. Nice. Um, and that's about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was a pretty insane card, man. So, like, there's a lot of great fights. There's one more fight week left for the UFC next weekend. Uh, I think a lot yeah. of people probably might uh pass on it, but you know, I'm not How do you mean pass, pass on it. You know, some people just be like, Oh, the the Vegas, hey. the Vegas shows, they want to pass oh. on that nowadays. I mean, it's not a bad card. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I already peeked at it. There's some really good fights on that card. Um, mm. And the one that I really like um, is Demir Ismagulov and Armin Skirian. Oh, That's going to be a sick one. Um, I, I've, I've seen Armand here in Vegas. He's come by the gym a couple times. He's looking good. He's looking in shape. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Drew Dober and Bobby Green. That's a very yeah. interesting fight, too. Um, I, I like Cheyenne Bill uh, that Bills Moss against Corey McKenna. I think Cheyenne's gonna put on a clinic there. I like Jake Matthews against Semlisberger. That's a fight that I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight Semlisberger, Jake Matthews. Um, and then this one, this one actually is the one that really interests me is that Saeed Nurmagomedov and um, Syed Yukub Kakramanov. That dude's with the one who trains yeah. with um, T Rex. Yeah, uh, he's good. He's good. And I think that's going to be a banger, like low key, yeah. like a super sick fight. Uh, then even that's a fight you don't want to bet on. No, because it can literally go. Wanna, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Rafa Garcia and that Hayasayer Masashate guy, I think, will also be a good scrap too. So there's definitely going to be. Uh, and then David Dvorak and Manel Cape. I really rate yeah. uh, Dvorak as well. He's pretty uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. There's Michael Michael Ojejek um against cody rundage so there's definitely gonna be some good fights like i don't know and it's free you don't gotta pay for it like pay-per-view no. so people like shut up. even 
even like Bobby Green at a plus 140, that's that's not a bad bet right there. Not at all. And then Dorvac at plus two hundred—that's actually right. a pretty good bet I, as well. I was surprised that because I've been I've been burned in the past by betting against Dvorak. and then when I watched that fight, I was like, "Damn, he's fucking good," you know. So yeah, he then, can slow people down. That's the thing—is like, can he slow cop down? Because cops so fast. Like, if he's able to slow him down, he could beat him. He could like grind him out. You know what I mean? Because Dorvac can go. Man. He could go I'm to not, the ground. I'm not that sold on cop. Like, I'm not. I think he's good, but I think like. He's good for like entry level, like for bantamweights. But when you start moving up the chain, I feel like he's got he's got some holes. And I feel like guys like Dvorak, like he's really well rounded. I feel like he's strong everywhere. So, yeah, and he seems to have a gas tank issue as well, especially mm -hmm. at thirty five. That's just something I've noticed. Is it thirty five or twenty five? Those guys. It's twenty five. They're both ranked at 25. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a. I'm gonna watch the card. I'm gonna watch it from top to bottom. I always watch the cards from top to bottom. Usually watch. Here, there's bro. three. There's a few promotions that I watch around the world. You know, most most of the cards, if I can, is UFC, Bellator, One Championship, Ryzen, and uh, and I'm starting to watch a little bit more of the PFL. You know, what I mean. As, PFL, as the years I enjoy watching the PFL. I like this, like the live statistics. I like like the cage metrics and stuff. I like those. I like seeing that. Like that's mm -hmm. cool. It's cool to have that. Um, yeah, and like recently with one, their stuff here on Amazon Prime. I've been watching, and it's like on prime time here, and fucking, they've been putting on some good fights. Yeah. One is starting to step up. Uh, I love the I love the Muay Thai and kickboxing fights, especially. Oh, yeah, with um even some of the grappling stuff like even though that is like the shittier part of the cards the more boring parts and they are like making it one-sided to like super jujitsu guys against like mma guys but it's still entertaining and you're still seeing some it's just different you know and it's kind of cool um and i've been impressed by it for sure i've, I've liked uh watching some of the one championship i watched this bellator card on friday what a that should be investigated too um <laughs> bunch of lopsided uh yeah underdog and that's all crazy 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 stuff there i was looking at it i wasn't getting involved i don't like getting involved with bellator it's real shady um <laughs> but uh like minus 900 losing and then like minus 650 losing and you're just like what what's going on here um but uh but yeah definitely i'm the same bro i'm a, I'm a big fan and whenever i know that there's mma on i'm fucking watching it usually so yeah. All right, so um, before we get into talking about your upcoming fight, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about this whole James Crow situation. Since you're a guy that is into the gambling and into the betting, betting on fights, and you're you're a fighter and you've been around the world training all over all kinds of gyms. So have you you probably been following this closely, like everybody else that's involved in the sport and seeing like this all escalate, right? Like James Kraus, they flag him. You know what I mean? Because of uh, the the line movement on the Minner fight, Minner fights. You know, Minner is cut. James is suspended by the UFC. Now he's suspended by, I believe, he's suspended by the the commission as well, right? Can't. Yeah, they they said that he cannot like no fights. Nobody that fights for him, nobody from his gym, uh, they can fight in the UFC. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like they, they banned all that. They they put in all that into gambling, like on anybody that's involved with james kraus yep. they're not accepting those get like bets anymore canada is like 
getting rid of UFC, right, from certain provinces, from yeah, betting, Ottawa, that's huge. Alberta, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Now you saw, like, a couple days ago that, uh, that uh, yeah, James Cross is selling his ownership of the gym, Glory MMA, to okay. uh, to one of the guys, I think one of the managers of Iridium, like one of the managers uh, that are involved. Probably, in the um, what's his name, right? Cost, I think his name is, let me see, let me, let me look into this. Uh, this report. Um, his name is. Let me see. Fuck, where is his name? Oh, J Joe Wooster. He is a. Uh, he's the owner of Fighting Alliance Championship and uh, an Iridium Sports agent. So I guess oh. James Krause alleged. I guess the report that they're selling. He's selling the ownership to that gym. Now, whenever all this stuff is happening, right? And yeah. I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt because nowadays in, in society, you are always guilty until proven innocent, right? Like if anything comes out, you know, even if you're innocent, like people are thinking that you're guilty now. Sure. Usually. Yeah, usually, right? But this whole situation now, like his Discord, like is a like it's deleted. His Instagram is deleted. His YouTube page is deleted. Um Anything that has anything to do with gambling has been deleted from, like, online. I, I believe, like, uh, like I th they confiscated some stuff from his home. I don't know. This is things that I've been hearing, right, Th that they're, like, they're starting to investigate, right? And uh, But now he sold his ownership of his own gym that he built, dude, like, from the ground up. That, to me, that tells a lot. That yeah. tells us a lot. You know, we can speculate a lot now. For yeah. you... What are you, what is your speculation? Like, what do you think is really happening right now with this whole investigation? Um, I don't know. I just think now he, he made a mistake. Um, he got caught and now he's under the, under the magnifying glass and, um, and they want to make an example. And usually when they have one person, the first person, when it comes into a situation like this, uh, they have to make an example and regardless of whether or not they can prove if he's, you know, guilty or innocent, um, it's not, it's not going to be possible to really prove unless we've got cold, red, hard, you know, evidence. Right. So, um, you know, they're probably like people talking to him, like in important positions saying, look, this is what you got to do. Uh, if you're not doing this, then this is what's going to happen to you. And if you do this, you're not going to get into much trouble. So I feel like he's trying to make make it that he's safe, that the people that are around him are safe, because there are a lot of people that relied on him or have relied on him, especially for his career, their careers as fighters. So obviously it's not just him that he's got to look out for. He's got to look out for the people around him. And I think if he's being smart, he's seeing – the you know the effects that what he's done has you know brought on the community so for him he's the best way to do it is to show look i don't want to step away from everything let you guys you know continue to be successful continue to train continue to be able to work and and hopefully still have opportunities in the ufc because i have nothing to do with any of this because it's bigger than him now you know because he's affecting people's careers imagine i mean i don't know the number but there's quite a few ufc fighters out of that gym so for them to be literally, you know, crossed off the list of not being able to perform in the UFC anymore, that's taking money out of their pockets, that's ending their career. 
So I think that's the right thing to do, but also what seems to be happening because we're not hearing any evidence. We don't hear any breaking news of what they've caught him with or what is it, what is it exactly that he's done. So I'm sure stuff will start to come out and then we can talk more about that. But just from what I'm seeing now, this is what I think so far. Yeah, you make a good point. You know, I mean, maybe he is putting himself in a position where he can protect himself as well as protect everybody else around him so he could mitigate the damage done or damage that could happen if he started to fight this situation, if he's guilty. You know what I mean? If he's guilty, if they do have evidence. But the thing is about investigations, and you know, and a lot of people know, even if you're not involved or never been involved with like criminal activity, if you just seen it on TV, you should know that um, they're they're pulling people in, they're interviewing people, they're interrogating people. There's got to be that going on right now, right? Especially if the police is involved, and there's right. a huge like investigate investigation going on, and you know, like in trading, you got insider trading, and basically, if you're giving information to people about fighters or situations, and then that can manipulate like the you know, because books like sports books they they don't take that shit lightly like they're looking for people to fucking crack their heads right they're, they're looking just like casinos are looking for people to cheat yeah. because they they want to make an example of somebody right so the yeah. next person don't do it and exactly. uh and you know what i'm i would i would not be surprised if we see some other names pop up that we know and recognize in the sport involved mm -hmm. in this somehow some way and especially somebody snitching too there's always going to be somebody snitching for sure. Always going to be somebody giving up information. That's what for investigations sure. are for, right? And mm -hmm. uh, it's can. That's why everybody's laser focused on this, man. Like, because we don't know who exactly is involved. And, yeah. And it's going to change some things, right? It's going to change, like, oh, how I don't know what it's going to change, but it's going to change some things, man. Especially with uh, gambling, because gambling is a big part of fighting, man. Like, for sure. It's a massive part. That's what it makes it it popular in a lot of countries and a lot of places is the gambling. Like if there's sure. something on it, you want to watch it. Like you want to be involved in it more. Like if, 100%. if, and, and like, in like there's certain countries that don't allow gambling. And I think that like that uh, affects the popularity of like the sport of fighting, especially like yeah. with the UFC and whatever, you know what I mean? Like it does affect it. So with, with James Krause, man, um, I hope he did nothing wrong. I hope he didn't. But if you go back and watch that interview that he did with Errol Hawani and he was fucking arrogant as fuck about like gambling and like gambling on his own fighters. And, yep. and it's just like, I have a discord and I make more money off gambling than I do off co coaching and, and, uh, take over people's accounts. And I asked people that gamble and it says, that's illegal. He told me, Oh like, yeah, you can't go take over people's accounts and gamble for them. Damn. like I, I was like what for real because i was like i didn't know that like that's illegal i was like yeah, why would he admit to that yeah he's an, he didn't know that's the thing he, he also gave up a lot of evidence on his own like that was the problem like i was talking to multiple people and i'm like what an idiot i'm like it's one thing to like you know say here every once in a while oh, yeah i want to parlay here cool blah, blah 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 to literally set it up that way and to be public about it and then be in a position that you are as a head coach for a big gym in the UFC, it's like the dumbest thing ever, you know? Like, it's one thing if I start a Discord and I'm like, okay, I'm a fighter, you know, I train out of a gym in Vegas, but I have no affiliation whatsoever to, 
you know, fighters all over the world competing and it's different, you know, they don't touch my gym. They don't have any affiliation to the fighters. I don't have any affiliation to the coaches. So, you know, in reality, it's okay. Right. But if I'm starting to corner these fighters, they start seeing me in the back. I'm, you know, in their camps. And then all of a sudden I'm on my discord, a so-and-so is injured or so-and-so has got this deficiency or so-and-so is good here. That's technically insider trading. You know what I mean? That's insider information that the public would know otherwise. So there's a very fine line. I'm sure that is going to be created in, 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 in succession to what we're seeing, you know, like this, there's going to be rules put in place where look, if you're a UFC, because problem is the UFC is hiring independent contractors and employing mm. people. So they can't necessarily say you can't do this, but at the same time, maybe they're going to have to revisit that and change the stipulations because um, in reality, you can't stop an independent contractor from betting on themselves or betting UFC fights. But I'll tell you a story. Um, it was this year Super Bowl. Um, I'd seen advertisements for like DraftKings and all that shit, and I'd never tried it, so I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna download the app and sign up and try it." So I went on DraftKings, put in all of my information, social security, whatever, my name, and then it blocked my account. And then I was like, "What the fuck?" And it's like I found out the reason that they blocked my account was because I'm I'm a professional athlete. So DraftKings does not let professional athletes to gamble. And I was going to gamble on the Super Bowl, which I obviously have no affiliation to whatsoever. So the fact that I'm a professional athlete on DraftKings cannot gamble on any other sport is pretty ridiculous. Um, but maybe that's what's going to happen. But still, it doesn't stop us. It's like, you know, oh, I'm a professional athlete. I can't gamble. So I go ask my sister to go place a bet. Make <laughs> exactly. It makes really no difference. So... Um, yeah, so it's just, I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's probably going to be stupid, um, as it usually is in the beginning. But again, we're just waiting to see because as with like everything in life, this is going to be a talking point. Oh, do you remember when it was like, when betting was so easy? I remember when betting was so easy back in like 2016, when like Ronda Rousey fought Holly Holm and Nate Diaz fought McGregor, like shit like that. The betting lines were different. The people working those betting lines had no idea what the hell was going on in MMA. Yeah. But now they know what's going on. They hire people like us that follow MMA. They got people working there doing everything to make sure that they got the best lines, you know, to protect their money. So at the end of the day, they want to win. They don't want us to win. So they're going to do everything in their power to make sure it advantages them. Um, you know, that's just how it is. <sighs> There's no way, dude. There's no way that they can control that information from flowing. There's no way. It's you could catch people doing it, but there's no way. Cause like like you said, you're in the back with a bunch of other fighters in in one room, right? Getting ready yeah. to fight, and there are people warming up. You got coaches talking. You could hear people going. You know what I mean? And uh, and like I heard the story about one coach. He saw somebody in the back warming up, and he saw like something was wrong. So he right there on his phone, he placed a bet against that fighter. Yeah, that 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 I don't, that probably happened all the time. You know, what I, I mean, bet. now it's a little bit different, but it probably happened all the time. You know, what I mean, like, what about let's what about this? This is a conspiracy theory you could go into. What if a, a a manager manages two fighters and they're fighting each other? I know they're privileged to information. I know for both Jay, sides, right? Jay Perrin and Raul Rosas both Iridium. Yeah, like that could be something that people could start digging into as well, right? You don't know. You know what I mean? There's so much like speculation that goes into 
all of this shit, but Absolutely. I'm glad that something's happening now because they need to fix it. The integrity of the sport, like it, it could be shattered with, with something big, you know what I mean? Like this. So they need to fix this now. There's been gambling, uh, like, uh, what is it? There's been fight fixing type stuff that went on. Never really actually was fight fixing because the dude that was supposed to fix the fight, he won the fight when yeah. he was supposed to lose. Right. So it kind of fucked up at the end. But yeah. like, yeah, this That's this happening. they need to handle with care, right? Because it could destroy a lot of stuff. But uh, it seems like their UFC, it's in their benefit to to control this and to, to contain it and to they make have- sure it had is handled properly. Because if it's not, man, there there's big sponsors like DraftKings and like uh, you know like gambling sponsors all over the world that want to be involved in fighting you know what i mean and that could cut off and that's huge money right yeah as huge soon as there's money. like it's public corruption then people are gonna not want to bet first of all and then that's gonna lose a lot of viewership it's gonna become wwe and yeah. that's not what uh the ufc has ever been so if it ever i mean like honestly the everyone that's talking about the patty pimblet gordon fight like for the most part are saying it's rick that's that's a rigged decision. That's a pre preordained decision that they wanted to happen regardless. Even if Jared Gordon literally would have had to knock him unconscious or put him to sleep for him to get his hand raised, it seemed like because of how much of a marketing cash cow he is. So, you know, these are unfortunate things that you never want to see in the sport like martial arts, mixed martial arts. At the end of the day, it's gone so far away from mixed martial arts that it's you know it's, it's all entertainment now. Um, but in order for them to continue to make that money, they have to at least create that illusion that they're doing something to make sure that this is like, you know, there's some integrity left. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is an ongoing story. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll continue to talk about it more and more and more and more as it goes on, as more evidence comes out. But, man, let's turn to something more positive. You're going to be back to fighting, but not even in MMA. You're going to be in karate combat, which is actually, I think it's going to be fun, man, to see you. Oh, yeah. Not worry about takedowns and then just let your striking flow. You know what I mean? I think you've probably been wanting to do this for a long ass time. Yeah, it was, it's pretty funny. Like, uh, I remember when I first saw their first ever ad- advertisement of it, Karate Combat, was a few years ago. I just thought, I remember saw it and I was, I, I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I was like, I could see myself fighting in that, you know? It's definitely my, my, my style. Um, but yeah, they reached out to me. They made contact with me, and uh, yeah, it just seemed like a cool opportunity to to to, finish, to round off the year. Uh, I'm not like I'm not gonna be you know fully dedicated to just karate combat. I'm still keeping my options open for MMA. Um, but yeah, this is a cool opportunity for sure, and uh, it's 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 a new it's a new uh, form of combat. It's like the fastest growing combat league. Uh, in the world so it's just kind of cool to be there at ground level and you know you got people like gsp boss rudin uh commentating the fights and with the likes of like raymond daniels and a guy fighting for the title um you know there's that uh viral dude uh he's real quick from sweden uh sam uh, erickson samuel samuel erickson yeah um, he's fighting on it too so there's definitely some names on there james vick fought on the last one um so there's they're definitely starting to like bring some people in and i'm excited i i like the concept of the, of, of what they're they're doing the, the pit looks fucking sick it's going to definitely like add a different element to to my game um i'm gonna be able to be very creative i'm gonna 
definitely be throwing a lot of crazy kicks that I wouldn't necessarily throw in MMA because I'd end up, you know, on my ass and then motherfucker on top. But with the karate combat, it's a 10 seconds on the ground max. And then there's the option to ground and pound, but you can't put a knee on the ground. You have to stay standard. So it's cool. I'm very like excited to give this, uh, this rule set a ch like a chance, like to give it a go and hopefully put on a really fun performance uh, on the 17th next Saturday. Yeah, I was checking some of the highlights out. It looks like a, like it, it has a feel to it that no other promotion has. It looks like a video game. Like that's right? what it has that feel, right? Like it's like it, everything's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a trip, right? Like when watching it, it's like, are we watching a like, video game or are we watching people really fight? right like you feel like you're in the future or something like like because it's in the universal studios uh like back lot so like the production and everything behind it's like super dope um and they have like different themes every every event um yeah it just seems like yeah i like i like i like what they're doing um and i think a lot of people who like combat sports are gonna kind of like it as well because we're gonna you're gonna see a lot of like high like high octane style techniques with like some pretty savage shit. Cause we can throw knees. Like, I mean, if a dude's lying on a pit wall, you can ax kick him or knee him in the face. Wow. Like, so it's like, there's going to be some cool shit that you wouldn't necessarily see in MMA. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I just dig the vibe. Like I dig the, uh, I dig the operation. I dig kind of how everything is, seems to be flowing with them. So obviously we'll see how things go once I'm out there. I, I, I fly out there on Wednesday out to Orlando. So, but yeah, everything seems to be going pretty good with them. So I'm excited to just go out there and uh, put on a show. Who, where are you training for this? Same, been training a syndicate. Oh. Um, I've been training a syndicate, same old, just been, uh, just not, just not been wrestling, just been focusing all on my stand up, just getting back to what I do, what I've always done um, and just refining it. Uh, you know, just making sure I've been in shape. I've just been, I've been, constantly in the gym so once that phone call rang and they told me you know karate combat i was like all right like uh great i can let my body heal from wrestling i'm gonna basically just put wrestling on a little bit of a you know layaway until the end of the year and then hit the year running again wrestling uh in 2023 but yeah like we'll see how this opportunity goes you know go out there and put on a good performance then maybe we'll be back in camp again for another karate combat fight i don't know but uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited to go out and perform and just experience it. Like I said, it's a new experience. Even if I only get to do it one time, it'll just be cool to say that I was a part of it. And this is their biggest card ever. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited. I think I've got a really uh, favorable matchup. Uh, I just think, uh, yeah, I just think I got every, I think I got all the tools to go out there and put on a performance that I think the guys running the show will enjoy. So, and the fans. Yeah, nowadays it's like there's so many options, right? like back maybe even five years ago you know it's like if you fought mma it's really just focused on mma there was not there was no karate combat there was no there's now there's so many different types of leagues you know what sure. I mean? like karate combat and, and even just like pure striking and if you're into the grappling pure grappling um man bare knuckles getting huge too man i don't you know a lot sure. of people don't really care about it too much but it seems like people like it i mean there's people signed yeah. to bare knuckle but karate combat man i i enjoy it i think like the, the way that they twisted the rules a little bit to make mm -hmm. it more violent friendly, you know what I mean? Like 10 seconds on the ground and shit. Like you could finish the fight if you knock somebody down, basically, right? There's no yeah. there's no standing 10 count or whatever. No. So uh, 
so yeah it does it does bring a different element and then the pit is cool because like if you if you like get knocked back down on the pit you could still attack them yeah while they're like laying like diagonal it's it's a yeah. trip right so you could like you could knock them out like with very varying strikes on that on that pit it's uh for sure yeah man and, and it's pretty how how big is the pit I don't know. I'm about to find out. Uh, you like, are. You are. Yeah, I'm about to find out. I never. I've never even sampled it until I get out there. It looks pretty decently sized. Yeah. On like the videos, but it's always like one way when you see it in video versus when you're there. Yeah. But um, yeah. Universal Studios as well. Have you been out to Orlando before? I've yeah, like way back. Uh, I've never been to like Universal Studios or anything like that. I went out. Yeah. What did I? I went for a UFC. That was my first ever UFC. Oh. I was uh. Who fought? It was the main event, or Nate Diaz fought. Did he fight Michael Johnson? Yeah, he fought Michael Johnson. Oh yeah, you used to live in Florida. I, I forgot about that. You used to yeah, live in Florida. Yeah, yeah, in Boca when I was training with the Black Slams. Man, what do you think about Anthony Johnson? Man, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's that was sucks. shocking, right? Yeah, I heard some stuff that he had some like health concerns and stuff, but I didn't think it was like like that. But yeah, super sad. Super super. One also one of my favorite fighters, um, super nice guy. Uh, you know, I interacted with him a few times. Couldn't say like, oh, that was my buddy or anything like that, but he was nice and like, you know, said nice things and say what's up. But I always was such a big fan of him as a fighter. Um, and then obviously like being able to train on the same mat as him and just see him as a person day in day out. He's just a good guy, just you know, really positive dude, happy guy, always showing love and. Um, yeah, it's just sad. It sucks. Super young, you know, too early. Yeah, but uh, very young. it's cool. It's cool to see how much like outpouring and love that you know he's getting as well, which just goes to show you like how not small, but like how close the community is with mm. the school, you know, MMA community. Um, but yeah, definitely a big loss. Fucking love. I loved uh, watching him fight. Such a beast. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he was great. He was great at uh great at what he did. Always brought like a, the danger factor to every fight. That's what people loved about him. One punch. Yeah, KO. Yeah. So after the karate combat, you could go back, but you're looking at MMA as well. Yeah, I'm just year. my options open, yeah. Um not sure like I got nothing like lined up or anything like that, but I just don't want to like make myself exclusive just yet i mean we'll see i i'll have some conversations with them if there's something that we can work out that works out for me then then i could maybe do that but i don't want to tie myself into something and then prevent myself from fighting mma uh if an opportunity comes if there's ever something short notice or if somebody needs something step in you know there's always that opportunity um so i want to keep that open i'm not completely shutting the door on mma i still still believe uh i can do some stuff there but Again, I'm also open to, you know, a career in karate combat as well. So just got to kind of wait and see how these options play out. Let's go. I want to go meet the boss. I want to see him face to face and, yeah, see what he has in mind for me. And, uh, and again, I want to, it's kind of like I, I consider this fight kind of uh, a job application, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a resume builder. So if I go out there and uh, put on a good uh, credential for them that they like to see, then I, you know, I have a good, positive feeling that they'll want to make sure that i stick around so usually if that's the case and they make it my while make it worth my while then yeah i'll, I'll maybe stick with them but 
at the end of the day, I'm at this point now where I want to make good money and uh, and I want to you know compete at a high level. So if I can fit both of those into one, because fighting karate combat will shit on everything regionally um, outside of the big you know three or four yeah. leagues. So it's a no brainer for me to take this this opportunity. But um, again, if one of those big leagues come with a good offer, then that's always something that I'm interested in as well. Yeah, man, there's there's so many options now, man, just with with PFL and them doing seasons and and, yeah. you know, Bellator, they're always putting on shows. You got For Ryzen, sure. you got one championship. Imagine I like I going to one to championship and doing super series like I know you would be down for that. I would love to get out to Ryzen. I would love to fight in Japan or something like that. That would be pretty fucking sick. Um, yeah, I mean, one championship for sure, but they don't like me for some reason. I had a chance for one championship back in the day, but uh, you know, I, I got, I got, I got a naughty mark on my on my record, and they don't like that. So, and plus, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. plus I'm from Hong Kong, so they'll, I'm a minority. They, they don't want to fuck with China. So, yeah, I just get treated. You know, a cool thing about karate combat is they're like, yo, we're going to fucking rep Hong Kong. Like, fuck, fuck all that, you know, which I appreciate. You know, they're team Hong Kong, which is cool, you know. So yeah. I can I can fucks with that. But, yeah, again, like, that's another thing. Like, it's as stupid as it sounds. Like, that's actually a factor. Like, that is actually a thing. Like, because of where I'm from, like, that is actually a problem. Like, it's just ridiculous. But, um, you know. Unless I bow down and start flying the Chinese flag, otherwise I'm a problem. <laughs> you, 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 and um, D Rod have a show. Like, what's the what's the YouTube channel called? Uh, it's the um, shit. I'm thinking of the wrong name. It's um, fuck. That's so embarrassing, dude. <laughs> shit, dude. Wait, just look at my phone. It's something culture, right? Culture Crooks podcast. Fuck, yes, yeah. Culture Crooks podcast. Yeah. So someone was asking in the comments, like, you know, what yes. was the Culture Crooks podcast? Yes. Before yeah. we were up and comers podcast, and then we changed it to Culture Crooks. So yeah, we're the Culture Crooks podcast. Um, yeah, that yes, you brought that up. That is our show. Um, we our most recent episode we did when we were in New York after uh, uh, UFC was at two eighty one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did an episode out in New York, and then we are supposed to have an episode scheduled this week. But yeah, D Rod's not the most reliable, so maybe early uh, this coming week before I head out for Karate Comic because I was hoping to do a show episode to announce and talk about Karate Comic. But okay. this will do that too. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's he's busy. He got all kinds of shit up going on, and he's out in LA, so. He was here. We were in town for like a day. I saw him and then he just kind of like disappeared. So yeah, I'll figure it out. Uh, he said he'll be back in town Monday. So we'll probably bust out an episode. So yeah, please like, sh share, subscribe, check it out, comment on uh, on the Culture Crooks podcast. We're trying to trying to grow our channel a little bit. And um, and yeah, it's just a good way to like stay in touch, especially with D-Rob because nobody knows what the fuck D-Rob is doing. So when you can eventually get an episode in with him, he's going to pretty much say what he's been up to and yeah likewise with me um and then yeah hopefully in the new year we're going to be trying to get out on the road more and do more stuff on the road with the podcast but yeah we're waiting to see uh how things unfold uh in the new year waiting for him to get fight news obviously my thing with karate combat see what happens with that and then yeah go from there culture crooks 
podcast, go download, go subscribe, go like it, go watch it. That's what you need to do. Everybody, appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week, um, most likely on Sunday night, which is Monday morning in, in Asia and Australia and New Zealand. Sasha, appreciate you, man, for joining us. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys go download the All-Star app. We got some new features on there. Go play with it. Peace. Peace.